Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I come bearing a new fantasy slash little bit spicy book series recommendation for you guys. If you are not following me on stories, you might not have seen this, but... I love me a good fantasy spice series and the series that got me like fully ingrained in this world was a Sarah J Moss, A Court of Thorn and Roses series. If you haven't read that one, immediately read that one. But this one I saw on a reel as a recommendation for if you liked that series, then read this one. It's called Zodiac Academy. And what's really cool is it's written by two people. So it's two women who co-write together. Interesting. And I was like, oh, that is cool. So it's kind of in line with business partnership conversations. Oh, okay. But they co-wrote the series. It's still active. So it is not finished. There are currently nine books in this series. And it is not done. Originally, book eight was going to be the final book. But they have recently said that it is not the final book in the series. Book nine is a retelling of book one from a different perspective. And so right now, this series technically only goes to book eight and nine just offers a different perspective. I don't know when book 10 will come out, but if you like Harry Potter and Twilight and A Court of Thorn of Roses, this is the book series for you. So it's the best of everything from those worlds. So there's fae, there's magic, It's set in an academic setting. So there's professors and like people learning magic and like being immersed in the world for the first time, very much like Harry Potter. There are kings that you want to overthrow and retake your rightful place on the throne. There are vampires. There are shapeshifters. There are werewolves. There's romance. There's astrology. So much. My books one through three are really good. Four and five, just as a pre-warning are kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. So like pace yourself. Okay. Books four and five. I don't know if the authors were just so mad in their own lives that they just could not give anyone a break in their book. Like no one got a break. You know how like as you're reading a book, you know bad things are going to happen, but also good things are going to happen. And like your person, your character is going to go through this journey of something bad and then something good. And like it just cycles through that because You need them to like fight for what they have in life, Mm -hmm. but you also want them to be rewarded. There's no rewarding in books four and five, like not a single thing. And like a situation is going to happen and you're like, okay, the worst thing that could happen is this. There's no way that the authors are going to make the worst thing happen. 
And then something even worse happens. <laughs> like, oh, like, no. oh my God. So I had to take a break and I'm probably going to pick it back up tonight or tomorrow, sometime this week at book six, because I finished mm-hmm. book five, but I'm like, Holanta, I need someone to like catch a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, if uh, fantasy fiction is not your cup of tea and you're like me and not to say I don't like fantasy or fiction, I just tend to not pick it up as often. I because you still haven't read the court series yet, Mm-mm. right? I haven't. I've read Harry Potter. I read Twilight. And the only reason I haven't is, okay, so maybe this is a good question for yeah. those of you who haven't read the court series. I have been hesitant because it gave me vibes of kind of like the elfish world of like... Oh, no. No. None of that? Okay. No. Okay. No. Because I never got into that literally at all. I had the same vibes where I was like, fairies... Faye, what are we doing? Some people do have like a little bit of an elongated ear. Well, which is fine. I just, I tried to read Lord of the Rings and literally failed. Nope. Probably 17 times. Nope. And I'll tell you, Lord of the Rings didn't have smut in it. And if it had, it maybe would have been better. There are relationships that happen in those series that you deeply care about. Okay. All right. Well, I will potentially pick it up. That being said, for those of you who got real issues and tend to pick up only self-help and business books, I do have a little bit of an update for you in terms of reading. I had planned originally to do a whole podcast on it, but after getting into it, I want to put it out there that I don't think it's for a lot of people. And so I've been reading The E-Myth, which tends to be a pretty highly recommended business book in our industry. But Unless you run a brick and mortar with the potential to franchise your operations, like you're a bakery or a retail chain or whatever, I don't think 90% of the e-myth makes sense for you. I think there's some really, really quality nuggets at the beginning that apply to a lot of people who are thinking about scaling a business in general, like the mindset going into it, I think is really similar. But for most of you are running totally virtual businesses and in the service industry. And so most of that book doesn't make sense for y'all. So spend your time elsewhere, pick another book up. I would still much similar vibe, but like, cause there's still storytelling aspects to it. I would much rather recommend built to sell over a hundred percent over the e-myth any day. I think that's going to go on my gravestone. Like read built to sell. <laughs> and it just gets you thinking in a different way about yeah. your business. It's yeah. not like you're going to take copy and paste what the book is saying. And you're yeah. like, Oh, this is what I'm going to implement. But it truly brought some ideas to my mind about our company that I was like, Oh, I could see the benefit of figuring Mm -hmm. that kind of thing out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I will say the one, if you spoiler on the email, the one kind of takeaway that I think is worth noting for it is it does talk about entrepreneurship being like a delusional moment in time and not necessarily that anyone who starts a business is actually a true entrepreneur. They just have, these entrepreneurial moments and they're fleeting much like 
brilliant thoughts or ideas. And so <laughs> most people that go into business are actually technicians who are really skilled in one area of business. I would say almost everyone listening to the show yeah. likely is a technician on some yeah. level. And you learning to be a leader in your business is the most challenging part of running a business period. Yeah. Here's the hierarchy that I see. You're a technician. And then hopefully you begin to love sales as well as being a technician. Yeah. And then hopefully you begin to learn and love how to be a leader. And then like the skills that you had before that just lessen in quantity of how they show up in your day. But if you don't have the hierarchy of technician to sales to leadership. Yeah, you are- can't skip to leadership, by the way. That's not an option. So if you don't like sales, I would say don't start a business. 100%. That's not to mean that you couldn't find how to sell in a way that works for you and in alignment with you. 100%. But you, you have to absolutely like that in some capacity and be willing to find a way to do it that you like. Because P.S. Money is required to run a business. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Okay, so speaking- last episode was a little bit of a downer. And you know, it was. Is there anything we need to like bring up and like have a little therapy session about <laughs> Uh, no, we talked about all the reasons partnerships are really, really bad idea and all the cons and maybe not even all the cons. No. All the like high level cons. There's so many more cons. If you ever want me to talk you out of going into a partnership, literally DM me and I could just rattle off cons for you. I will never be the person to talk you into it. Ever. No, no. So we're going to start this lovely episode with don't do it. But here's all the reasons it works for us. (laughs) (laughs) And you can take these bullets and absolutely use them to guide you to be a better boss, a better manager, a better leader, a better person, a better partner, a better friend. So like, don't think because you don't have a business partner that these things won't come in handy. And honestly, seeking someone to fulfill some of these for you instead of seeking a partner will serve you really well. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you're just trying to scratch the itch that we're talking about here. And I'm telling you right now, that itch doesn't is only be. scratched by a partner. It doesn't have to be them. Right. You, right. Can, you might need a handful of people instead of just one. Yeah. But it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. So here are the pros. All right. <laughs> now, one of the biggest pros, for sure, for me, for sure, yeah, is because duties are split. And that there is no one time in the business that I am owning all of it, even if Emily's out for an extended period of time. Right. I get to focus primarily on what I'm best at and most passionate about rather than feeling like I have to know everything and need to make all the decisions. Like we can split up ownership in the business, not just on duties, but on like owning the ultimate decision of certain areas of the business. And it's not to say you're not going to like some of the things your partner does too. Cause like, I still am passionate about marketing, right? but I don't necessarily love writing all the time. It's not that I don't even like writing. I love writing. I'm just really slow at it. Like it's not the most efficient use of my time. time. Yeah. And so I like being able to focus on the things I'm really good at. Like you have a numbers question. Let me crunch that for you. I was <laughs> out of the shower and Jared was like, what does that look on your face? I've been doing math. Like literally, <laughs> literally. So it's okay. But I think and I'll, I'll text Abby and be like, 
do this math for me. I want to know this information. So if you could finagle some formulas to give me that, that'd be great. Yeah. But because you get to focus on what you're best at, I think there's more fulfillment there. Yes. Yes. It definitely allows you to create the job that you want to be doing day in and day out. Yeah. And getting some stuff off your plate. And if you do it right, then your partner will naturally have the skills that you don't want to foster. Yeah. And you will have the things that they don't want to foster. And that's balance each other out. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things, the second point is, especially as someone who I do get the like harebrained ideas. And sometimes for me, it's just enough to have a conversation about it. And now I don't need to go explore it and it doesn't make sense or whatever. You keep holding space in your brain. But Right, 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 right. But having a sounding board for all the wild and crazy and random ideas is so nice. Yeah, it is so nice. Now, the interesting thing is because we're a partnership, having the sounding board with someone who also happens to know every little detail about how it could affect things is a really big pro because you could have a sounding board and they could just be your hype queen over here and like give you all the reasons you should do it, but they don't know all the reasons you shouldn't. And I do also love to have like, you're my sounding board, like 99% of the time. And then I love to have someone who knows enough about our business and what we're doing to be that other 1% of like, can you see something that I'm not seeing? Yeah. Do you hear something that I'm not hearing? Yeah. And to be able to get something reflected of you from someone who isn't in the weeds is also really nice. Yeah, no, totally. I don't think it should be your only source, but it is a huge benefit. Yeah. Uh, like, and especially if you're a verbal processor. Oh, speaking of, this is a slight tangent. So bear with me for a second. Yeah. I figured out why Jared's a verbal processor this weekend. Oh, there's a reason? He has no inner monologue. Wait. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that this is true for some people, and I just refuse to believe it because I don't understand. So we're sitting at dinner. I'm so sorry for this change, but it's so relevant. No, tell me about it. (laughs) So we're sitting at dinner, and he's like, "What are you thinking for dinner?" And or what are you thinking about? It had nothing to do with dinner. That's what it was. What are you thinking about? I was like, "Do you really want to know?" Like quite literally, I have five storylines going on right now. Because I don't have Which one inner monologue. Do you want me to open I, up for you? I don't have one inner monologue. I have no. many. And I think uh-huh. it's not like a multi-personality thing where I have like named them. Like they're, <laughs> they're all. And, but if you have like cool for you, because then maybe you can actually differentiate your lines of thinking more. Mine are like just arguing a lot. Uh-huh. There's like a whole table full of people talking at all times. They're all me. They don't like have any sort of visual representation. Anyway, I'm like it's literally like the video of Antihero where it's like two, multiple Taylor Swifts and 100% or the Capital One commercial of Taylor yes. where there's like multiple all her heirs all in the elevator at the same time and then they're fighting. Yes, it's like that in my brain at all times. And he just looked at me like with this blank stare on his face and I was like, "Wait, you have an inner voice, right?" And he was like, "Well, I mean, I have thoughts." And I was like, "What?" And I was like, but they don't talk. And he's like, well, I feel them. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Since you manage him, we should probably have a much deeper, longer conversation (laughs) about this. (laughs) But come to find out, the reason he has to say them out loud is because he can't hear it in his brain literally at all. 
I don't understand that. It's just quiet. Uh-huh. There's a piece there that we don't have. I think it would scare me more if I didn't have a hundred percent. I totally agree. So lonely. I don't think it's lonely for him. <laughs> he seems pretty, pretty occupied. Anyway. Okay. All that to say, I know some of you, your sounding board is also your brain and you can like yeah. problem solve yeah. and get out. But like, if you tend to be a verbal processor, regardless if you have an inner monologue or not, you having someone you can talk it out loud with is a huge benefit. I know Emily is still a verbal processor, not all the time, but like in a lot of ways. Well, I definitely do it significantly. Like I need it less than Jared. I don't do it typically for the first brain dump. Uh-huh, 100%. I will do a little bit of digging, a little bit of learning, a little bit of sitting with myself and then kind of talk out the idea. But it's more for the like, what order should this be? thought about, tackled, handled, uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's nice to have. <laughs> 100%. Now, you, I think it's important, if we're talking about pros here, we should be really intentional. If you're going to go into partnership with someone, you should find someone who has different skills than you have. Do not find you 2.0. No. Now, how intentional do you think we were about this? We were not intentional about this at all. And I think in many ways, what attracted us to each other was the things that were similar. Yeah. Yeah. Because Emily and I, as much as we have in common, we also have things that make us really different. Yeah. But it was our commonalities that we found attractive. So that's a story for another day. story for another day (laughs) so all of that to say (laughs) i do think you need to be intentionally thinking about okay if i have these skills and i were to bring in a partnership and maybe that's see part of me is like because we're trying trying not to do it so there's no advice i have on how i would tackle it because the problem is Unless you guys were in the phases of like developing the business from the beginning together, right. it's such a mistake to think, oh, I need these skills. I'm going to go out and find a partner that has these skills. Well, and we've directed plenty of clients who've come to a call and been like, oh, I think I'm going to make this friend a partner. And she has all of these connections or she has this skill. And I'm like, like so why didn't hire her? Hire like, them. Hire what are you them. doing? You can bring someone in with different skills, period. Yeah. You should. You should have people with different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, If if your business already exists and has like clients and sales and a product, do not bring on a partner. Just don't, don't do that. Hire people. Hire people. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. And I'm not even just saying dollars. You can pay someone really well. Yes. But like the mind fuckery that happens. Is just absurd. So be intentional. Truly, it is a pro. I don't think Emily and I knew how different our skills were until we were in it. But also, I think in a lot of ways, we probably had similar skills when we started. And we both encouraged the other person to hone skills that were different from the other person. Because I think a lot of the skills that we have now are things we've actually intentionally developed over the last eight years. Not necessarily things we had when we started. Agreed. Okay. So this next one, it's similar to that. Like you get a sounding board for your ideas, but like, it's depressing to think about, but like doing business alone, making decisions alone, 
Stressing out about how hard it is alone, celebrating alone is really sad. It is. And that factor alone, I think, is what gets a lot of people going back to a traditional work environment. Yeah. Because of true, like, it's very lonely. Very lonely. It doesn't matter how many people you have in your business working for you on your team. It doesn't uh-huh. mean it's not isolating. Uh-huh. And the difference that a partner makes in this that no one else really can is that the risk for her is as great as me. A hundred percent. And so the desire to make it work, to think about it differently, to feel hurt by something that didn't go the way that you wanted it is the exact same level for both of us. A partnership is the only one who can feel that. Like you can have a bad day and go home to your spouse and talk about it, but they're never going to have even the same buy-in. Nope. And I would even venture to say, those of you who are considering having your spouse be a partner, you may give them steak, but I guarantee you, you're not treating them like a partner in most cases. And so don't, don't give them steak. No, don't like you still run the thing. So why are you even considering giving them steak? And it doesn't mean at the end of the day, you're still married. So like, They'll still equally benefit from your benefit from you selling it. So you giving them steak is is not usually necessary for you to be successfully working together if that's something you choose to want to explore. Yep. But it's been really freaking fun. Like when Mm -hmm. we have things that go well when we're celebrating. Now, granted, we're really bad at celebrating, but I can think about trips we've taken together and celebration dinners and just like laughing until we're crying and like Mm -hmm. that shit wouldn't have been possible without being in business together 100 well and i mean truly when times are hard is when it's the most critical i think it having someone on the same level who gets it helps me get out of my funks faster oh yeah because there's so much and i think both of us would have built smaller businesses yeah If we weren't doing it together, like from like, if we're talking about stress alone, like, you know, and Mm -hmm. so we push each other and hold each other up and allow it to be bigger than it. In my mind, I'm not sure. Not that it couldn't have built it as big. I don't think I would have kept it as big. Right. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it's set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Right. So... I will say one of the benefits that is absolutely been essential for us to be in business is this next piece, because I can't begin to describe, you know, everyone has a life, right? Everyone has a life and everyone has a life that's complicated and having a life that's complicated and trying to figure out all on your own all the time is sometimes really freaking impossible. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to, truly turn to the other person, whether you expected the thing to come up or not, and say, I need you to hold up my end of the bargain. I mean, while it's a huge pro, I also think it's why we have so much respect for the other person. A hundred percent. And I think the follow-up to this is you can only feel comfortable to ask for that and know that the other person will give it to you. Because we both know that like we would do the same thing for the other person. Yeah. And so it's not this like, you know, if you literally called me tomorrow and was like this, this and that happened, I've got to step away for a month or three months or whatever. Like, obviously, there would still be some phone calls and some check ins. And like, you would still have to be at some part of some discussions and decision making. But there would absolutely be like, immediately, like, code red, I'm sounding the alarm for the team and we've got to completely restructure and re get together so that we can like get through these next three months or whatever to support like you and to do what we need to do in order to like keep the ship moving. And I would do that with the drop of a hat. A hundred percent. Because I absolutely know that like something is going to come up for me and I could use the same phone a friend yeah. and get the same result. A hundred percent. And it's a huge, huge weight 
yep. off my shoulders at all yep. times to feel that level of support from someone. Mm-hmm. And well, sometimes it's just for a day. hundred percent. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's a month. Sometimes it's been 18 months. Like we've done everything in between. <laughs> we have. And it's been varying levels of responsibility shifts, mm-hmm. understanding shit, like all sorts of things. And it's not to say, because so a lot of what we do with our clients, because 99.9% of them aren't in partnerships, probably because we just hit them over the head. <laughs> with, Don't do it. <laughs> but it is a huge part of our mission to help people create stable enough work environments that if they were to need to step away, the business could still function without them. That being said, if the systems aren't in place, or if you're not at a certain stage of your business, there's some seasons where you are going to have to figure out how to do both on some level, whether you want to or not. But we have been basically at every stage of business. Like we've been barely making money to making good money, to having no team, to having a big team and everywhere in between and needed each other for various seasons, for various amounts of time, for various amounts of like, take this off my plate. But like, and like Emily's saying, it's not to say that even if it's a shitty season that I'm not going to have to step away and have a phone call. I am. I own a business. Right, right, right. 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 That would be then going into the episode prior where one of us, it was like a toxic leave. Like I have this thing going on in my life and I can't give you anything. Like I can't be there at all. And I think we both still care so much about helping the other person that it's like, I can't work. I can't take meetings. I can't do this, but I can have a weekly check-in with you and help you move forward on some decisions. Yeah. Unless literally the other person was in a coma. Like as long as someone can take a phone call. Right. I don't see any version of not having some form of communication. And if someone was in a coma, the other person would just immediately without question, pick up the slack. Yes. Yes. And figure what the fuck out to do. It's a minute. Yeah, give us a minute. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad. It still but, affects me. Yeah. And that's also for small things. Like I know like the examples we gave are like really big and depressing and like life altering, but it's even for small things where like, there's truly, I cannot express to you. There's truly, truly no resentment when one of us is like, text the other person is like, I know we have like this meeting or like this happens more often than not, but well, we have this podcast interview and and I just like cannot give my energy to that today. And the other person's like, I got it. Like, I will do it solo. I literally don't care. And there's never been an ounce of me that's just like, I cannot believe she did not make time and space for mm-hmm. that thing. Literally never. But that goes hand in hand with like the actual values we have. Well, with our company. And we wouldn't just pass it off because I just don't want to. No, you know what I mean? No, no. Like, we're only passing it off if like we're in physical pain or like, right, right. Or, like we can't because other stuff is distracting us or whatever. And part of that goes back to just having that equal responsibility in it. And, and communication and, and your needs. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. You speak to this next one because it's so I, my thing. This one is mine. <laughs> I added this. And if I only walked away with one pro, it would be this. <laughs> if you struggle with ADHD, but specifically in the like, I'm just going to put off the task and put off the task and you're the procrastinator because you need some sort of outside accountability, outside influence. Like I'm the person who will always, always, always be like the best employee because I love like 
doing things for other people in a workspace and like doing my job well, knowing that I'm doing my job well. And like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. As a solo business owner, that's really hard to hold yourself accountable for if it's just you. And I have had my own business on the side and my own projects on the side that I absolutely know have either like dwindled or have taken forever because I do not have outside accountability. And so quite literally, I know at the end of the day, like the job that I have, the company that we run is only in existence because of our partnership, Mm -hmm. because I have the... Abby's expecting me to get this done. My team is expecting me to do this thing. And that is enough of an influence on me waking up and doing the thing that it helps me progress. Yeah. And I have rather poor self follow through when it comes to personal health and like mental health and well-being and that's my shit I gotta work on myself and like go to therapy about but like when it comes to business and career like for the most part I have pretty intense follow-through I do very similarly though me doing it on my own always takes longer even though I could do it faster it always takes longer and a big part of it now is I've been so spoiled by having so many skilled people in other areas of the yeah, business that I'm like, I don't want to do that piece because I know so and so could do it so well. Uh-huh. And so, like, trying to do it for myself outside of, I'm just like, meh, I just don't uh-huh. have the need to. So, yes, it definitely keeps me on task. I will say I try to move forward more swiftly because, in some ways, like, even though Emily and I are very much on an equal playing field, and there's never been a I'm your boss over the right, area right. thing like that's not a thing I do still feel accountable to her 100%. in a lot of ways and so of like we got a meeting coming up in a couple of days and I know I need to talk about xyz thing get your button gear and do the shit Abby right right <laughs> right, right. no 100% it's funny because so I'm writing a book a fiction book yeah and I just want to get it out there I'm writing it I want to write some books and have them out there it's been a dream of mine forever And I was talking to a writer friend of mine who she's still in her first draft. And she was talking about, you know, joining this writer's workshop or whatever. And she was asking if I wanted to join it. And I was like, no, you know, I'm not saying that I'm the perfect writer and I don't need to learn writing skills, but I can do my own research or reading books or learning on my own time. But I am an active learner. I love learning. I have no lack of motivation to learn. I said, what I need is And I have an editor. She has edited my manuscript once. She is not the editor that you hear about in like, you know, rom-coms where you're like, my editor is breathing down my neck and she needs words for me. And I have this deadline by whatever. Yeah, the self-imposed deadlines. But I make it up that she does. And I've been able to trick my brain to be like, oh, Caroline's expecting chapters from me. I got to get this done. I got to get it to her. Because I have to have that outside accountability to do the thing. Mm -hmm. Because if it's just me, like I can push the deadline. I don't care. I don't do whatever. And so I have to literally make up instances that aren't real. And like, oh, Caroline's breathing down my neck and she's going to be looking for these chapters. It's so funny though, because like if you were to look at like personal things that we have to do, like our to-do list, you know, granted, some of it is pure, just like priorities. But like, say I got to make a phone call for my personal life, like, make not it happening. 
like make a doctor's appointment, make an appointment, even if it's something I'm looking forward to. Like literally, like, even if I want to go do the thing, I will put it off for weeks, if not months. But if I got to get it done for work, it's happening. I will still be mad about it or frustrated if it's something I don't want to do. But I do prioritize My ability to progress through my to-do list for work is outstanding. 100%. I don't know. So I like kind of hate it about myself. I do too, like, honestly. Go get other shit done too. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I'm like, I really want to go get that thing done. Anyway, it's fine. I know. I know. It's whatever. And then it's not, I wouldn't say all of that to say, like, don't make this out to be like, we have some like toxic level of like, I owe her shit. Like, oh no, no, it's no, not. No at all like that and she was the first person too i could message and be like hey i didn't feel like doing this my energy wasn't right but i'm gonna get it done tomorrow or at the end of the week or next week okay. she's like great <laughs> so like it's not the pressure it's is actually, actually a real pressure thing. <laughs> it's not a real pressure thing because no. like, both of us would be like whatever whatever and most fine. of the time i would imagine even the deadline she's talking about hitting are things i might not even not know that she's 100% working on or working toward because there's so much ownership in the area of the business that we run. We're both working on independent projects that the yep. other person might not see until it's like at a certain stage. Yep. But there's something that I like to, and I mean, I'm sure you've noticed this, but again, it's not at all a like, Abby knows what's on my plate and the, all the things that are due. And she's going to be on top mm-hmm. of me if the things I should literally no clue. She could check some of them in Asana, but like, it's still pretty loose. But I like to do, we'll have, you know, check-ins a couple times throughout the week Here's where we're just like, we have, you know, 10 or 15 minutes where we're like early for a meeting. And we're just kind of touching base. And I like to run through, here's what I've done this week. And here's what I'm prioritizing next. But that's kind of how I verbal process. Mm-hmm. It's just like my brain needs to let go of what I've already done. So I'm going to tell it to you. And then it needs to reprioritize the things that are left. So I'm going to tell it to you. And that helps me continue to move forward. Yeah. And because we don't have managers, it does sometimes help to have that reporting check in, even if it's, I literally don't care what you're like. No, you're like, great. Sounds good. (laughs) I will tell you if I think you need to reprioritize something. Mm -hmm. And it's usually for my own self benefit. (laughs) Very rarely. Or you're like, oh, did you forget about this one thing? I'm like, oh yes, I certainly did. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Now, I think this has happened. I don't know. I think this has happened at various points to various degrees of this needing to be more important than others. But I will say this is mostly an Emily thing. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so I put it on here, so I'll share it. I wrote, you can have someone to talk you off the ledge or hype you up. Now, I say that because the amount of times I've threatened to quit. Oh, my God. Is astronomical. I should get a raise just for this alone. <laughs> <laughs> One time I threatened to quit and I made us change our entire business and she just went along with it and we did it. I That was honestly a little stupid, but I yeah, mean, truly, truly, truly. But we did it. No regrets except for a couple. <laughs> except for a couple, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we made it work, so whatever. <laughs> we figured it out. But I do sometimes like get in my head a little bit about, you know, if we're in a season where things feel a little hard, my brain then says, okay, well, it means all of this and it means this. And so I'll I'll have a conversation with Abby and she'll 
you know, here are the facts. Here's what we're actually working with. Here's what this means. If this happens, here's what could change. If this happens, here's what could change, which helps kind of just like give me perspective. I would say like the hype up doesn't really happen mostly because we're just that bad at like celebrating and congratulating and being positive. It's not that she like never says a positive thing to me. That's not what I mean. It's just the like, we skip over the things that we have done. And there are sometimes where I'll get a text from her where she's clearly been like crunching some numbers late at night. She wanted to know something and it opened up a kind of a rabbit hole of doing math on stuff. And she'll send me a text that's like, just so you know, this happened and this happened and this happened. We saw this much growth or this happened or this, like all of these like amazing, really big, cool things that we just don't give ourselves credit for. And those are nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I don't, because we're really good about not texting each other after hours. There's absolutely been times where I've probably done too much of that. And Emily reeled me back in. She's like, Abigail, stop it. Yeah. Let's, we're not working. But if I do go on a tangent, I think I know my boundary of like, no, this is like a feel good moment. Like have your moment. I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it. It's good. I think the thing again, this isn't a job. This is a business that we co-own. So like if texting after hours bothers you that much, go get a job where you can say, lose my number. Because there's still times. Emergencies could happen where I would need. We are on call literally all of the time. All the time. If I'm calling her, not that I wouldn't call her about fun things. I do. But if you're calling at like 10 p.m., something is broken. Something's happening. Something is happening and I need to answer. Pick up the phone. Like it's not like a don't answer my call. And if I'm going to talk to her about something stupid, I'm going to be like, I preface the entire call. Yeah. Like, this is about something stupid. I do yes. have five minutes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will say the talking off the ledge, while I definitely have not been the person who's needed this as much, I think the reason this is so critical is like, I don't think you guys realize how important this is to our livelihood. Right. Like this business is not only our job, it employs our families like it is close both of our spouses like we don't have like big outside sources of income at all like I mean we both have investments but they're not like paying a salary we don't own real estate we don't have other business stakes that are paying us out dividends or anything like this is this is it. This is it. <laughs> so like having someone until to, I'm a famous author and then I will have that Yeah, one. you know. I mean, <laughs> do it. Do it, girl. And then like you know, pay me to help you market it. Hold their business when that happens. So I'm like, yeah. hey, <laughs> part two. <laughs> part two. Abigail, help me market this. So like, we can three. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's been important. Because while we've been bad about acknowledging how far we've come, us being able to like get us back in alignment and like work together on it, us redoing and building a business to this point again mm-hmm. without the other person. Mm-mm. No, I'm thank good. you. Uh-oh. I'm good. <laughs> I'll, 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 I need Emily on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> All of that to say, I will remind you with the point we made at the beginning. The things that we talked about that you're like, yes, I'm craving that. Yes, I want that can absolutely come from a Mm non-partner. 
Do not feel like you have to give 50% of your company to someone in order to get these things. Mm -hmm. Will it require you to be very communicative about your needs and really identify the difference between like a biz bestie and a colleague? Yeah, because I I will say if you're craving these things and want these things and they're not coming from a business partnership, it is integral that you have clear boundaries about who this is for. Yeah. Some of these things would be really toxic to expect of an employee, but like are a good option for a friendship or a colleague or a peer. In many ways, don't do the biz partnership thing, but you can seek these things out, but absolutely do not expect them to all come from the same person because that would be equally as dangerous. Yes. But I'm excited that you guys have, I mean, you all have listened to the journey of our partnership for many, many years, Mm -hmm. over 700 episodes of us sharing tidbits, even subconsciously about different ways that we work together and think together and how we process stuff and all of that. And truly like, there's no one else I'd want to be in partnership with. And it's, I mean, we can get really corny, but like, it's really, (laughs) sorry, you're not done. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to be a cheese ball for a second. And, you know, we talk about often about part of our entrepreneurial mindset is we do have lots of ideas of other products and services and companies and business and initiatives and all of the things. And I think it's been even more solid over the past couple of years that we would want to continue to figure out those things together and always find some way to do business and life together. I think we have learned so much about this industry, but our own skills and our own self-awareness over the years by doing this together. And like, I couldn't imagine the progress of where I would be as a person without having done this with you. Yeah. No, it's been one of the greatest journeys of my life. And challenged me in many ways Mm -hmm. and made me a better person and a better partner not only to you because I definitely had to learn to show up in ways I never would have expected myself but it strengthened my marriage it strengthened my communication skills with other relationships it's made me understand my values in a much deeper way um everyone else sucks I wouldn't do I see right through them. I see their flaws. And I don't want any part of it. <laughs> Everyone else sucks. Oh, okay. Well, truly, if you all have been considering this or have truly, truly any other follow-up questions to this conversation, do not hesitate to slide into our DMs over on Instagram at Boss Project. But we're hoping these can kind of live this episode and the episode prior. If you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back and listen to it. We hope that this can kind of live as our answer to the should I find a business partner question that we get all of the time. And I hope this gave you a little bit of insight into the inner workings of our brains and BP and how it all functions and all that good stuff. So you're welcome for this little peek behind the curtain, you nosy Nellies. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. 
we're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.